Hey, Summer Church, Pastor Ed here. And the Castro family's on a little weekend getaway. But I am so happy to share this word. God has given me a word for you this morning. Can we pray? Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, that you bless this word. Hide me behind the cross. I pray that this word will plant transformational seeds into the ears of the listeners and the hearts of the listeners. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the church goals. And man, Chaplain Pete, he brought the heat, talked about hope is created. Pastor Kenny spoke, preached about calling is heard. Malik covered, God gets the glory, treasure is stored. Natalie hit a home run with intentions to develop. Sister Anna really brought clarity to the vision where the vision is caught. And last week, I spoke about demons get defeated. But this week, I want to speak to you about family. Um, one of the Surgeon General staff, I think it's the associate, the, the co-Surgeon General of Health, I'm not sure his title, but he was saying that loneliness is an epidemic. And so I've been really thinking about um, loneliness. I've been thinking about finan uh, financial security in, in the lives of our church members. And one of the things that God's been keeping putting in my heart is to speak to the church members about family. See, I grew up in a church network where the church kind of tried to replace your family. But here at Summit Church, we believe that we are your faith family, we're your faith tribe, but we want to launch you out into be a key member into your uh, blood family that God has put you in. And so today we want to talk about the sermon title, Thrive Together, Family Matters. And so I want to hopefully answer three questions. What are three strategies to strengthen my family that you can learn? What are four character defects that infect families? And what are some new concepts and thoughts around families that you could think about? So in the contemporary landscape, there's like a war on the nuclear family structure. And it, it, this, this um, traditional family is having multifaceted challenges, right? The, over the years, the prevalence of no contest divorce, weekend marital commitments, uh, an unraveling familial unit, unity, the digital age is omnipresent and isolating distant, create distance with family members in the same house. Um, even the fact that daycare has become a necessity uh, because you need a dual income household um, is altering traditional caregiving dynamics and like early stage of childhood development. So in the midst of all these shifts, um, there is a silent anti-family campaign going on, uh, which is reshaping cultural values. I know there's a popular TikTok, which is like almost like warfare from another country towards America's algorithm about a young lady with a ring. And every time she put a finger in a ring, she thought about herself cleaning and doing chores. And, and um, it was, you know, it was like an anti-marriage thing, right? And then there's another theme where people who like, you know, say F those kids. And it's crazy. Like, you laugh and cry at the same time when you look at the attack on the family. So let's get some text scriptures uh, in our hearts, right? First Timothy 5.8 says, for those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, right? So there's levels and tears, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. So Paul is sharing with Timothy. In 1 Timothy, Timothy had a big church and Paul was giving him structure. 
And he said, like, listen, if you want to be a leader, you got to care for your family. You got to care for your family. Um, Psalms 127, verse 1 to 5. And this is like a beautiful theological, philosophical psalms that you can meditate on and get new revelation and illumination and inspiration from all the time. Psalms, once, we're going to read the whole chapter. A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. A psalm of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted, right? So it's not saying don't build, but it says build with the Lord. Unless the Lord protects a city, guardian with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late night, anxiously working for food to eat. But God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. I wish I had time to preach on that, but I'm going to behave and stick to the, the format God gave me. So big idea number one in building your family is be a good example. Walk it like you took it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, let us think about each other and help each other to show love and do good things. And that's, that's like a scripture around meeting in church, but you can also bring that to your family. John chapter 13, after Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, and since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you are to wash each other to follow. Do as I've done to you. Do you wash your, your children's feet? <laughs> we got to wash each other's feet. We got to serve each other. People, people, oftentimes, especially family, don't want to hear a sermon. They want to see Jesus' example in their life. One of the markers of true success, Rick Warren says, is having those who know me best respect and love me most and finish you well. That, that, that should be a goal of all of us, right? That the people that know us best, love us and respect us most. People who live in your house, your family, your coworkers, and that you and I finish this race serving God well. Family building, big idea number two, curate great conversations, right? Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four to seven, God gives the children of Israel a strategy to building their faith community. Their nation. Listen, O listen, O Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Okay, here, here's the thing for our families. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. If you want to know Pastor Ed's secret sauce to parenting, it's curating great conversations with my sons. At home, in the car, wherever we go, I'm always thinking of ways to ignite their mind and their hearts around their calling, around their character, around their conduct, and around making contribution in every sector that God has put them in. There's a great book for people with babies. It's called 30 Million Words. And there's a book that explains the importance of language in a child's development. 
The book outlines ways parents can help their children thrive the first few years of their life. The book discusses a 30 million word gap, which suggests that children up to four from lower social economic statuses heard 30 million fewer words than the children from higher social economic statuses. Right? So you're like, man, Pastor Ed, it's over. My kid is already 16. My kid is 25. It's not over. You could still speak. Maybe that'd be 30 million, but can we speak about the things of God 3,000 times over the next few years? Can you speak about them? They're calling 300 times, right? Can you pray for them 30 times, lay hands on them 30 times over this next year? I think you could. And I think if you pray about it, God will bring the circumstances up. Words are like medicine. You know, there's this old philosopher that talked about like different maladies and the cure was talking with your friends, right? Words were like medicine. Um, Proverbs 16, 24 says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Kind words, by speaking kind words to your children, to your spouse, to your parents, they're sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And you know, I've said this over and over and over. University of Illinois study of 120 boys and girls ages 7 to 11 found children who did well on SAT tests uh, had quality meal time with their families. So let me give you uh, a memory device. Let's take the word match. Meaningful conversations, advance spiritual growth by engaging in critical discussions, teach God's commandments, choose to go beyond routine and foster growth through dialogue and heartfelt talk that nourishes the soul. Big idea number three, and I won't labor on this, but prayer, pray, prayer power, pray for your family. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. That's a, that's a, that's a strategy right there. When this man had um, a child with like demon possessions and um, epileptic attacks and the, the disciples couldn't pray it out, this is the scene, Mark chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. What do you mean if I can, Jesus asks. Anything is possible if a person believes. I'm going to say that again. Anything is possible if a person believes. The Father instantly cries out. This should be our prayer. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When you pray and say, Holy Spirit, help me overcome my unbelief. I believe God could do all things but I struggle to think God could do it for me. And that's spiritual warfare about your deservingness, your worthiness, um, your identity in Christ. So pray for your family. Let me give you warnings, four C's that hinder families. Number one, criticism. Number two, comparison. Number three, complaining. Number four, uh, contentious, right? Be careful when you're too critical. Compa be careful when you compare yourself to the Joneses or compare your kids to the Joneses' kids. Be careful about complaining all the time about the blessings God has given you and be careful that you don't have a contentious, combative attitude. Like, oh, I'm from, I'm from Brooklyn. This is the way I talk, fam. Well, you're a new creation in Christ. So eventually we have to evolve, elevate, and express the love of God that's inside of us. 
So one of my favorite authors, Leo Tolstoy, and listen, I like his short stories. I ain't reading War and Peace and Anna Karenina's, but I love his short stories. His opening line to Anna Karenina, I can't say that word, um, says, happy families are all alike. Every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. So in essence, I believe that happy families have common factors, but unhappy families are unique, have unique um, circumstances. So let's have common factors, right? Let's put God first. Let's love each other, right? Let's bear the fruit of spirit at home and let's have mutual goals, right? And let's develop those common factors to be those happy families. So we could combat loneliness and have financial and social capital. So I want you to pray about these things. Multi-generational support, look them up, go down a rabbit hole, multi-generational support, right? How Asian families come together and invest. Um, seeing your family as a team of business, mapping out your family tree, your family line, and putting it up in a wall, create a family prayer list, keeping the end in mind, live, um, live ready to leave, right? Think about burial insurance, wills and plans. Maybe create a family cookbook or miscellaneous collection of writings. And then have a family list of professionals and con contributors. Like I did last week, we're talking about Jonathan Edwards family versus uh, the other dude's family. All right. And then remember here at Summit Church, we're an interdependent faith family. We empower you to be the salt and light to your family. Uh, we want you to think long term beyond today. Reconcile issues right? Um, pray about your family being a team and being supportive. And also pray about bringing three new families every year to your church tribe to ensure that a thriving legacy continues, even if you and your family have to move. So quick recap. Um, we have to model conversation, modeling, right? To build your family, consider modeling. Think about your testimony, your conversations, and, and commit to praying for your family. Pray about praying about your family. Pray about having that faith to believe. And then warning, uh, right? Consider uh, complaining less, being less contentious, avoiding comparison, and over-criticizing, right? And another um, warning is prioritize to walk with God. Don't make your family your idol. We're wired to worship. And if we're not worshiping the Lord, we'll worship anything. So continue to keep God first in your life. Amen? Can I pray for you? I believe, Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and I pray that you bless all the families watching. Bless those, Lord God, who has to do some homework, and they have to make some changes in their conduct and their conversations and the way they think about their family. Pray for healing for those who need healing um, and reconciliation. Father, I pray, Lord God, that many families will be strengthened by the seed planted today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, God bless you guys, and hopefully the team can continue with a post-sermon conversation. Have a great one.